From Triple J, it's the Take 5 podcast. The people you love, play five songs they love, and tell you why. Welcome back. I'm Zan Rowe, and every week I invite someone great in to pick five songs around a particular theme. Music soundtracks our life and often triggers memories and moments that change the course of our lives for the better. Now, that's the intro I've been giving over the last few months while the Take 5 has become a podcast. And I wanted to keep it consistent, but seriously, now I sound like a total wanker because I'm talking about myself this week. As the tables were turned, we flipped it, and I was the person who did the Take 5. The reason being that I'm winding up my time here at Triple J. It's been an incredible 13 years, starting on weekend lunch, doing things for Home and Hosed and interviews for Richard Kingsmill's new releases show, and then moving into the mornings program, which has been such a gift and my home for the last 11 years. But all good things must come to an end, and I'm super excited that The Take 5 will live on in 2018 here on the podcast and on our sister station, Double J, where I'll be beginning a brand new show. So when we were thinking about what my last Take 5 on Triple J would be, a lot of people said, it's got to be you. Who am I to deny them? It was actually really fun to hang out with my friend and the new host of Triple J Mornings, Linda Mariano, someone whose love of music is as strong as mine and who loves having conversations about music with all the people that create it. She is going to knock Mornings out of the park and I was so honoured and happy and emotional to take five with her and see out the last Take 5 on Triple J this way. So I know it's weird, but stay with me. And I'm going to throw it over to my friend, the new host of Triple J Mornings, the absolute legend that is Linda Mariano. I can't believe it. We are at the final (laughs) Triple J Mornings of 2017 and the final time that Zan Rowe is going to be here on Triple J Mornings as well. And so we thought, let's take five with the woman herself. Zan Rowe. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. So I'm, I'm, I'm in Zan's spot at the moment. Yeah, we've swapped sides. Um, and Zan I have no is... control over the radio, which is making me very nervous. Yeah, how are you feeling? <laughs> are you okay? I'm not a controlling person at all, Linda. You know that. Zan is, um, she's not a control freak, but she's definitely <laughs> got control uh, in her bones. <laughs> I just like to make sure that things are just so. But you are someone that I've worked with over years in radio. We've done Hottest 100 broadcasts together. We've done Splendour together. I trust you. I feel in safe hands. And I'm so excited that you're going to be kicking off Triple J Mornings in 2018. And you're going to smash it because you love music. You're passionate about discovering new music. And every time I talk to you, it's about what we've found and and what we've seen and this is what you're going to bring to an audience that you've already been doing on good nights but you're going to take into the next journey with mornings from 9am to midday and I couldn't be more stoked that you're going to be sitting in this spot. I'm so happy. I'm so I feel honestly so honored and you know you know Zan and I are close on air and we're close off air as well and it is just you know one of those things where you see one of your good friends going on and continuing a journey. I've got the Lion King circle of life going in my head right now. I just want you to know that. I remember when I first started at Triple J and you were one of the first people that came up to me, you were getting water from the scungy water tap that's around near the toilets outside. (laughs) And you came around and I was like, oh shit, Zan, she's going to hate me. And you were like, Linda, it's really great that there's some fresh meat around the office. (laughs) Do you remember saying that? I did not remember. 
I remember you saying that. that you had your what little, a creep. You had your little fringe. You were getting your water, and I just remember you being like fresh meat around the office. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Oh my god, I'm I've awful. won her over, and I haven't even started. The inappropriate behind-the-scenes banter of Zan around the Triple J office. Well, I, I think apologize. it's wonderful for us to be a little bit indulgent and hang out with Zan and, you know, really hear more of your stories behind the music that you've loved over the years. So the theme for the Take 5 is magical moments at, at Triple, Triple J. J. Yeah. So, you know, you are going to be taking the Take 5 segment to Double J mm. onto basically just around the corner. <laughs> just around the corner. Just around the corner. Um but today we're going to take five with magical moments and I, I know you have been wrestling with choosing the moments because there have been so many over the years for you. Yeah, and I think that the the thing that I wanted to do was show the different parts of what this job is because it's not just being on the radio, it's travelling for extraordinary events like the One Night Stand, it's doing live broadcasts from Splendour, it's meeting people at gigs and festivals and connecting with them and them telling you about the song that they first heard and how much they went down a different rabbit hole uh, to a type of music or a genre that they'd never thought they would be into before. It's everything. It's just, it's so multifaceted. And so I wanted to sort of give a sense of that and what I've been lucky to be on the front line of, but also experience myself as a music fan over 13 years here, broadcasting with Triple J, traveling to events around Australia and around the world, um, and working with some of the best people that I've ever met. So I'm hopefully, hopefully I'm going to do that today, but Choosing five songs is hard, and I'm sorry to everyone who I've made do it for the last 10 years in the take five. I know your pain now. <laughs> <laughs> Choosing, whittling it down. But a magical moments is not a throwaway line either because it is magic. It is magic that's coming up, and I, and I know because I know what the songs are. So the first one we're going to start with is Yay Sayer. Yes. Tell me about Yay Sayer. One of my song husbands, and I have a few. We haven't divorced though, this one. It's just part, you know, just forgotten have about it. Have you divorced the other one? <laughs> no, no, I actually haven't divorced any. Yeah, song I'm pretty husbands. sure you just have a, a, you know, many, many It's a marriages. song harem. It's a song yeah. harem that I've got. Um, but Yesaya is, I guess, a bit of a, a bigger story to this band because they're one of the bands that I saw for the first time at South by Southwest, which I went to for about a decade every year as a fan. And then gradually I kind of started making it a, a job. It was still always a fan experience, but I did more and more work there, covering it for Triple J, gathering interviews, and importantly, seeing bands at the very beginning before they'd been rinsed out and toured everywhere in the world and when they was kind of finding their feet. And Yesaya I saw at this little venue on the corner of 6th Street and Red River in Austin, Texas. Anybody who's been there knows where I'm talking about. It was a really messy show. This was around the time of their very first record and they've always been a psychedelic band, but this was a very blurry show, let's just say. <laughs> the sound was terrible. Uh, the band were all over the place, but you could see something. You could see something was going to build and there was something special in what they did. And I was a fan of them from the get-go. I loved what they were doing and then just managed to have that front row seat of seeing them come to life as a band. Uh, both with that first record and then their breakthrough albums that followed. And then meeting them um, both at gigs and also doing the Take 5, which some people might remember, that Anand and Chris came in and they did a Take 5 of First Times, uh, as it sounds like. It what got very saucy. <laughs> got very saucy. But they were so charming and funny and it's that great thing of the Take 5, I think, is a wonderful moment for people to let their guard down. But... I was just looking back at my photos of all the take fives I've done over the last 10 years. And in every photo, we always get it done at the end. Just everyone looks so relaxed and we're hugging and smiling big. And it is, 
it's one hour in radio, which doesn't seem like a lot of time, but you really bond because you're talking about stuff that is really close to you and you're, yeah, you're just, there's a vulnerability that goes on and also a lot of fun that goes on with the Take 5. So I really bonded with them and we had a whole lot of fun. And then, of course, they released this wonderful song called One and they released it at the time in my life when I was going through quite a hard breakup and I really needed to have a song that would let me know that everything was going to be okay. I understand sad songs that you listen to to make yourself feel happier, but I really love songs that give you a sense of resolve, like Dylan Francis and Teed, High Without You, that mm-hmm. kind of song where you're like, everything's going to be all right. And you know what? We had a good thing, but I'm, we're better off apart. We're better off alone. And I don't need you anymore. There's actually a Tame Impala song eventually that was the same thing for me. It's incredible, isn't mm-hmm. it? And it mean, music is such a saviour for you in those times. And I really locked on to this song and it really got me through. And I was fine with that breakup because I ended up marrying this, one of my song husbands. It's Yay Say Is One. This next song, The Strokes, Reptilian. The Strokes are one of those bands that were definitely, you know, the the band of my generation, but also one of those bands that just like the Beatles or the Violent Femmes or Nirvana, it doesn't matter when you were born. They they become like a rite of passage. Everyone discovers Is This It, their debut record. It's just hit after hit. And having seen them many times live, they still just are one of the most exciting and tight live bands I've ever seen. That song in particular I chose because it was one of many Splendour in the Grass sing-alongs that 
I had over the years when I was lucky enough to go along to the festival working. We do a massive broadcast. It's the biggest outside broadcast we do every year over three days. And when you hear it on the radio and you hear all those incredible live sets, I just want to sort of make a point that everything that you're hearing comes from really incredible people behind the scenes, literally building a radio station in a tent in the middle of a field. Linda Radcliffe, Christian McGregor, Greg Wales, Cameron McCauley, all these names that you never hear on the radio, and they create something incredible where you can then tap into several stages, and as it's happening on the stage, you can listen to it no matter where you are on the radio. This is amazing. It takes a lot of work. All the broadcasters and the producers who work at Splendor work really hard. And they are the first people there. They're there days beforehand, and they are the ones that while – you know, the presenters clock off at that night and they're having a beer like those guys are coiling leads and they're ripping gaffer tape off a makeshift, you know, carpet floor of a studio. They're the last to leave. They Absolutely. Are, they are exactly why you get to enjoy Splendour. But it's a moment that I guess we all as presenters get to cut loose and during the day it's pretty hectic in terms of doing radio interviews and doing stuff backstage and it's often at that end of the night when the headline is playing that you get to sneak out the side gate and go and have a bit of a dance. And because you've been working all day and you're pretty hyped up and ready to sing along, it's always pretty big. So It's, it's, it's delirious, Dad. <laughs> it's delirious. So I've had really wonderful sing-alongs to Coldplay when they, uh, when they played, to Pulp, I remember, doing a massive sing-along when they hit that main stage. Kanye West, who did an incredible show there as well. And, of course, to The Strokes. And they played recently at Splendour, but that one took me back to the time when it was at the Woodford Folk Festival site for a couple of years. And I just remember Julian Casablancas looking out and that incredible amphitheatre, and he just said, I'm looking at a cauldron of humanity. And that's what it felt like, everyone in the moment together. And all of my friends from work who, again, as I say, I get to work with the most incredible people who have all become my closest friends, singing along at very high volume with Nina Las Vegas to Reptilia and just dancing like idiots. Whenever I hear these songs, it just takes me back and makes me remember how lucky I am that I get to go to these festivals for work, but also that great release that you have after a day in a tent making radio for everyone else and then going out and just becoming a fan again, just acting like an absolute dickhead. I know. And and I've spoken to um, 2017's Richard Kingsmill about this as well, where we sit and, you know, we have this amazing job where we get to listen to music and talk about music and play music all day. But when you actually get to be out there and experience it and watch that live music with the people that listen to Triple J, you go, F off. This is why we're doing it. This this is is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, yeah, I'll always treasure those moments. I'll still be at festivals. Double J will be bringing a whole lot of live festivals to your radio as well in 2018. I'm super excited to be covering those. But there's plenty of great moments where I've kicked it at Splendour in the Grass. Um, We're the bunch of legends. And And where Zan's kicked it a little too hard sometimes. (laughs) I'm going to give you a little backstage. I always turn up. Sometimes Zan is banned from backstage (laughs) when she's not doing her shifts. Anyway, we are taking five <laughs> with, with Sam. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta Look, get that you're in control of the radio. You can say whatever you want about it. I can't turn off your mic from over here. I love it. <laughs> uh, we have loved it so much. Um, you bouncing back in arm in arm with someone from the TP Forest every year at Splendor. I maintain TP Forest times are the best of times and at Splendor Sam in the And Sam and I have gotten really close as well because we've often had to like share bedrooms. Yeah. And- <laughs> 
<laughs> it's been such a roller coaster and it's always such a pleasure, Zan, on a professional and on a loose, fun friend level. <laughs> and the next song is chosen by Zan in line with your theme, Magical Moments at Triple J. And it is a incredible, heroic song. What is it? It's David Bowie, Heroes. And David's the one that got away. He's one person that I've always has been on my bucket list to interview. And of course, he died very sadly in the last couple of years. I kind of got to know David's story through a couple of other Take Fives I did with Brian Eno, I think in 2009. And, and meeting him and talking about working with David was incredible because they worked very closely together. And just talking to Brian Eno about music was just mind-blowing. I still think about that conversation all the time. It just it changed my life, quite literally. And also Nile Rogers, who came in, I think it was like three years ago now, um, and he played Let's Dance and talked about working with David on making that record. But I never got to interview him, and I would have loved to because he's obviously been uh, a man who has shaped music, shaped art, and has just really filled the fabric of my life and so many lives and helped me make sense of the world in times that don't make sense to me at all and really most of all inspired me to try new things you know he always tried new things he was fearless and he made incredible pop music as well but when he died I think that I'm not alone in saying this that um, it felt it felt weird being so upset because I didn't know him as a friend. You know, he wasn't a family member, but I felt so upset. I cried all night the night that he died. I went on News Breakfast for my regular segment on ABC TV the next day and I looked shredded and I cried there and I just was like, why? You don't know this person. You've never met him. But I think that that's when someone has been part of your life and music is so much this for me, and I know it is for everybody listening as well, you don't realise how much that affects you and it really took me by surprise. But I just kind of went with it. I just, I think it doesn't matter if you don't have a personal relationship with these musicians. They are your family. Music is your family. Um, And David was just um, a force and it's so sad that he's gone, but, man, what a way to exit as well, that last record. A pure artist from beginning to end. Uh, And this, an amazing moment that he and Brian Eno wrote together and really just sums up everything that I love uh, about what he made and everything that I love about music. This is Magic Dirt Ice.
Magic Dirt are a band that I used to see a lot um, growing up in Melbourne and bought that very first EP from Orgogo Records in Burke Street, which doesn't exist anymore. Just bought all their records, went and saw all their live shows and was completely in awe of lead singer Adelita. I was terrified of her. She was the coolest person in music in my book. Shredded it on stage, just looked really cool in everything that she did. Total queen of rock and roll. Uh, and it wasn't until years later that I actually got to chat with her for the first time and interview her for the radio. And I just realized that behind that incredible cool and, and rock and roll vibe, she was just one of the nicest and friendliest people I'd ever met. She did that incredible Nick Cave tribute, Straight to You, which Triple J did for Oz Music Month. I think it was 2010, 2011. And it was like a, we, a I guess, a tribute concert that went on tour. So, there was a whole bunch of musicians covering the music of Nick Cave and it was quite an intense experience too because the music and the lyrics of Nick Cave's songs are, can be quite harrowing. And I remember Adelita and Lanny Lane and Bertie Blackman and a few of the other artists just going through these songs every night and it became quite a, a, a full-on emotional experience for everyone involved. And then also just being on the road with all these musicians and creating this work of art, which was this tribute show. I was lucky to witness it. I went along to some of the early shows in Geelong and Ballarat and also the shows in Melbourne and Sydney and just seeing something like that in action where you see the cream of the crop of the Australian music industry paying tribute to one of our greatest poets night after night. It just really impressed me but also made me feel that connection even stronger with musicians on a personal level but also on a, an artistic level in terms of just being so in awe of what they could do. I've never been able to play an instrument. I can sometimes sing badly at karaoke but I'm very much a critic. I just have an ear for what I like. I share it with people but I actually don't have any talent myself and I'm in such awe of people who can create something from nothing, as Paul McCartney said, create some magic from nothing and that becomes the soundtrack to our lives. And Ice was the soundtrack to my life. So becoming friends with Ads and chatting with her over the years, seeing her out and about and just feeling that warmth and that support and still being a total bowler but also being one of the most generous and, and beautiful women that I've ever met um, was just one of those great experiences of the, the privilege that I have being a broadcaster and getting to meet all these people and, and become their friends. It's very intimate, isn't it? It's very intimate. And I think that trust plays a big part in it as well. You know, I've, I like to think that I do a lot of research for the people that I'm talking to. And so they know that I'm not going to ask them stupid questions or that they can trust me to go to a place that will respect the art. But I feel, yeah, having the trust of someone that I have admired for so long is, um, it's the greatest gift. It's, it's, it's incredible. And it's also a real skill that Zan has that, you know, people that are good at their jobs have in that people will come in here and they'll trust you and they will respect you. So they'll give you great stories mm. and they'll be nice to you yeah. because we know that artists can sometimes not be nice Yeah, um, and they want to put up a guard sometimes and act a little bit too cool. But that's one of your skills, Zan, and that you can have people here in the Take 5. And you were saying like at the end of the Take 5, it's yay sayer and, you know, you're smiling and you're kind of elated by this, but it is because of that deep connection that you can make with artists. I also think that I could have a career in therapy. <laughs> I'd like to get in. You should. And we've got one final song that we're going to go into that is a magical moment at Triple J. I know, as we were saying before, it was so hard for you to choose five songs. Yeah. 
And the final song here is a very, very special six-minute journey. This was the song that was first on the list. I knew that this would always be in the take five. And this is a band that have soundtracked my whole time here. I played actually earlier this week a chat that I had with James Murphy in 2005 at South by Southwest when I was about to, like I literally landed back home from that trip in America and started my job at at Triple J. And that's where it all began. And through the years with Sound of Silver, This Is Happening, American Dream, it's just been always with me, their live shows, the way that they can make you dance while you're crying to the lyrics, the incredible strength of that connection and the legacy of music that they draw from to make the music that they do. But this, um, more than anything, is just a song that when... It, I don't think it ever got playlisted at Triple J, but I was just adamant to always play it. I just whipped it out no matter uh, the length because it just struck a chord with me so much, both lyrically and also in the tone of it musically. Um, it's It brings you home. It's such a beautiful end to an album that we thought would be their last. And as I sit here in my home of Triple J, continuing in the family of Triple J, Double J and Triple J Unearthed, I'm so, so happy that I get to be at home, stay at home and take you into the next bedroom. That sounds creepy. With me next year um, and, and celebrate music for a long time to come. So thank you and... Thank you for going with me and thank you for doing a brilliant Take 5. You're good at this. LCD Sound Systems Home, finishing up my take five with you and capturing some magical moments that I've been very lucky to have here at Triple J. Thank you for listening over the past few months and for getting behind the take five over the last decade. It's been my favourite moment every week. And yeah, I'm so happy it's going to be coming with me to Double J in 2018. I've got some big plans for the podcast too next year. So please share it with your friends. If you love hearing the people you love, talk about the songs they love it's just going to get bigger and better and we're going to take it worldwide baby that was very zane law of me i think it's time for me to go look i've had a couple of champagnes after my show it's time for me to wind on out of here but i will be back in 2018 with a lot more conversations and in the meantime over your summer break you can wind back in to the take five potty with paul mccartney's songbook that was a good one Brian Eno's Luminous Songs, Mike D's Five Songs for the Five Burrows, and Amy Shark's Travel Diary. They're all there, and you can catch up on some beautiful conversations about music over the summer break. And I'll see you for more epic convos about what we all love, music, in 2018. I'll see you next time. 
Hey, this is Amy Shark. This is Joshua Hami. Hey guys, Kate McCarthy here, Taking Five. Hey, this is Royal Blood. This is Kuchka. Hey, this is Sam. And this is Sarah. And today we're Taking Five. Hey, this is George Maple. Hi, this is Touch City. This is Rosie Waterland, and I'm Taking Five with Sam. The Take Five Podcast. The people you love play five songs they love and tell you why. 